This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. It's been a crazy week, dude. It's just Ooh. been nuts. It's yeah. uh. Golly, uh, man! International Pipe Smoking Week, mercy! I mean, that, that, it was that, crazy. That's the, that's the only that's the only word I have for it is just mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Elvis needs to come back just to write a write a song or something, man. It's yeah. just uh, it was amazing and has been amazing and is amazing. It's uh, gosh, we <laughs> did, uh, did you learn that when you when you put out deals that good, people buy? <laughs> That, they do, and in that, droves. That, they do, and you know, for a for a shop that's uh, a course like ours, it has a lot of history, but uh, you know, also is uh, you know experienced over the past I don't know, what five seven years a, a rebirth so to speak, yeah, well, yeah. you know, and, and a bigger online presence. You know, it, we're we're learning how to keep up with it. Gosh, I can't tell you how many dozens of pipes we moved last week, and maybe over a hundred. I don't know. I mean, it was just, wow, it was, man. it was tremendous. You know, we just had such a great turnout. So many of our dear friends, Country Squire radio listeners and, and others uh, just, uh, you know, supported us last week and bought a bunch of, bunch of good tobaccos, good pipes. And, and dude, we've just been up to our eyeballs in, in mail orders. It's been really something. So awesome, we're, we're man. very fortunate and uh, golly, just incredibly, uh, incredibly thankful. Making so, it rain tobacco. I mean, I, I tell you what, it, we have blended so much <laughs> tobacco over the past week that th- this shop has not been messier in a long time it you gotta is, watch that blending man if you blend a, too much it'll make, it'll make you go blind it, it, it'll make you go blind yeah. if you go if you start blending yeah. especially when people catch you when doing they it catch you, blending, you know, yeah you be no that's that. that's right <laughs> man well hey you know not only was it uh international pipe smoking day but we ought we should basically just call this weekend kind of the first ever pipe pilgrimage day because I, oh my gosh I mean, if, it was uh, out of control i'm wrong but like it, it, and this wonderful. is the first time that we had two groups make their pipe pilgrimage on the same day at the exact same time without any coordination. Okay. It just kind of happened. So we had it happen before, but not to this scale. Like th- this yeah, was yeah, yeah, this yeah. was kind of out of control. Like it was really awesome. We had scheduled for a couple months, almost, like a month and a half, the New Orleans Pipe Club, which we have a lot of really close friends in that pipe community. Um, and so so many uh, good, good friends down there. And uh, they were some of our first regular listeners, right. as a matter of That's fact. Right, that yeah. Them and, and the Austin guys, they were, you know, some of those guys were some of our first you know, regular uh, kind of listeners and, and part of our community. And of course, New Orleans is close. So we developed some tight knit relationships down there. like our down cousins there. down there, man. Yeah, like our- Probably literally. Our, our, no, probably right. <laughs> li- literally. It's probably a good thing that we didn't marry uh, into that. <laughs> Which, you know, in Mississippi, you see a lot more than that than you yeah, probably you gotta, should. You gotta, but, gotta watch out. You know, um, in Mississippi, they make you take a butt blood test for that reason. I, I think, know, like, we're hey, one of the last states in the Union. Hey, <laughs> you know, you know, we just found out, actually, that you don't have to do that anymore. Oh, and, and thank God. I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, if you're new, if this is your first episode of Country Squire Radio, you know, you thought you were tuning in to talk about pipes and, and pipe tobacco. And uh, little do you know that, I, I you oh, know, man. John David's getting married in three weeks. That's and, right. And, and we found out that yeah well you don't have to take a blood it's a good thing though that my fiance was you know born in norfolk virginia and grew up in you know arizona and texas and so there's there's just no possibility no at possible all. way no, no possibility no possible it, it, we're, we're safe her yeah. middle name's cole don't worry right. about it don't don't think about it just go with it it's fine. she looks a lot like my aunt bessie right <laughs> it's it's all coincidence you mean cousin bessie oh, right oh, no. <laughs> anyway <laughs> You know, it, it, what, what do they say about Mississippi? We care for our ex-wives because they're still our cousins oh, or something like that. 
<laughs> so so Louisiana, which suffers just from a lot terrible. of the same situation. I, I know, right? So anyway, all right. NOLA pipe, pipe group. All right, so, so we we had a uh, me and uh, time planned uh, trip from our <laughs> friends at the New Orleans Pipe Club. That was great. So our friend uh, Mark Van Franken, Ryan Smith, and Jared Purvis all yeah. all made their pilgrimage on Saturday. That was planned. What I had forgotten about, and this is really special, <laughs> was that, uh, man, it, so y- y'all remember we did our custom cob competition. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. obviously we made a big deal of that this past winter with Christmas time. Check Missouri. out our Christmas special for more details on that. That's yeah. that's right. So Missouri Meersham, you know, they sponsored our custom cob competition. We encouraged everyone to make custom corn cob pipes. We had those sent in and, you know, they were uh, dazzled up, painted. It was uh, just had some amazing pipes and we raffled those off and, and gave the proceeds to the Ronald McDonald House. Well, anyway. My fiance really liked one of those pipes. Which one? It was the one with the manger scene, oh, beautiful. On it, which was yeah, just yeah. stunning. And I, I can't remember who bought it or how much it went for, but you know, we were able to sell that pipe and, and uh, give the money away to a good cause. So she really liked one of those pipes. Okay. So she had me reach out to the painter of that pipe, whose name is Liz, actually. She lives in Longview, right, Longview, right. Longview yeah, Texas. Yeah. She wanted Liz to paint uh she she asked wanted me to ask Liz if she, if she would paint a corncob pipe to look like a groom and one to look like a bride dude this is to go on top of our wedding cake you, seriously we, we're getting married in three weeks and we're gonna have we're gonna have a wedding cake uh-huh. and, and we're gonna have corncob pipes on top of it because oh, because it's john david cole so <laughs> so 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 anyway she she wanted that josh had toyed josh is liz's husband he's a avid pipe and cigar smoker li- listener of country squire radio What's funny is his friend, Zach, who also lives in the same part of Texas over there, they were pipe smoking and fishing buddies and whatnot. And they were like, you know what, we're going to... So Liz painted these pipes for us, you know, Josh's wife. And Josh was like, you know what, me and Zach are going to load up and we're going to hand deliver these pipes to John David at the Squire. Man. And so they came Saturday all the way from Longview, Texas. Bearing gifts. To hand deliver these beautiful pipes. So we had we had this incredible, like it was just so random and organic <laughs> and perfect. It just was the, the coming together of the SCC. Yeah, New Texas, Orleans. LA, Louisiana, you had I, uh, no, Mississippi. It, it was it was it was just beautiful. And so, <laughs> so we had man, we had this Texas representation and, and New Orleans and uh, of course the the shop on Saturday was just full of people and there was a good crew here and it was really exciting but anyway man it was it was great so big thanks to josh white and zach Lindbergh from east texas and then mark van Franken and ryan smith and jared purvis who came up from new orleans it was just it was just downright awesome man we we had such a great time i mean but it like, meant the world to us i mean but we want to see the pipes all right, right? All right, I mean, all right. Like, so, I, so i got them here so so yeah so these are these, look at this beautiful display if you're watching live it's it comes a gold this, box this, y'all. This gold box had a beautiful bow on it and you, you, we'll we'll take better pictures so you'll be able to see but check this out the bride's pipe has has a little veil it's got a little veil it's got a little veil on it don't catch uh, that on fire and and that's right and it's got nina's wedding dress with her uh the the flowers that she intends to use for her bouquet and then mine has this uh tuxedo um and and it's got the sunset on the back because we're getting married at nighttime and these look, are, look at that! It does have this. Wow! Isn't that fantastic? Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. And these are these are Missouri Meerschaum diplomat pipes that uh, just had you know big kind of simple looking pipes with be- deep bowls, and so man, it was just awesome. These are great pipes to have a big blank canvas. And anyway, Liz, when she painted them, she put the date on there and everything. They're just really special. Oh my gosh! I, you know, going on and that. on about it, but anyway, it's uh th- these are really special. It's something that you know once we're on the other side of this wedding, we'll be able to put in a shadow box and keep, and it's well, gotta, uh, just gotta, something kind of fun. You, you know, know, you serve each other the cake, but. Then 
then you lock arms, and then you light each other's pipes. And they light and each that, other's pipe. Just, Trust but, me, there will be lighting each other's pipes. Right. <laughs> by, by the way, <laughs> so we've talked about the dress pipe. This is definitely the, the wedding dress that pipe. That is the wedding dress pipe. Lit, lit is no, literally it, it is literally a dress pipe. <laughs> right. I love it. Anyway, Plus, Phil's going to get a kick out of the fact that you have Missouri Meerschaum's on top of your uh, I, know, I know, right? I know. we got to take plenty no, of it, pictures. It was funny. Josh and Zach, they had this uh, last-minute idea. They were actually going to go and steal one of Zach's kids' Barbies and cut off some of the hair to put on top of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not the Ken doll. Uh, no, 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 not the Ken doll. No, the actual Barbie, right? And so you know, mine. You know, just to just to complete the tobacco Jesus, you know, uh. look. Uh, th- so they were going to have the the draping, you know, flowing hair. But they they decide again. You know, you, you don't want to ruin your your, push, uh, push your your precious daughter's uh, Barbie doll uh, for some schmuck on uh, you know a, a podcast. Well, well so. you know, there are there are pipes out there with hair involved. I'm thinking, of course, of monstrosity. Oh uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. Our and, friend Elise Sylvester. Yeah, yeah what, what he's done. <laughs> And experimenting in that regard and like you know they have their place but that would have been a creepy situation yeah <laughs> yeah it, 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 it would have been great it would have been funny but anyway we uh we had a great time this weekend thanks for everyone for uh you know for coming down we just yeah. had such a such a good time we're always pleased you know to have folks I, these pike pilgrimages they're um of course they honor us both they honor Bo and i both and we're always amazed that people make this trip, you know, to Little Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> We've become something of a stopping point along your pipe journey, you know, That's here right. in the United States and had folks from out of the country and everything. We're always curious to think like, man, people have this mind built up, like, what are they getting into? And then they come in this dusty old pipe shop and there's ridiculous people sitting around telling goofy you stories. You get all the and, characters. Man, it's just, you know, that's what it is. But man, when you do come here and, and make the journey, you're very welcome and we will take really good care of you. Yeah. So, uh, we're, with, we're very grateful. With with the Nola guys in particular, uh, we went out for dinner and- uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were talking about it. We talked about one individual that, I, you know, I was like, so y'all met the hurricane. They're like, oh, that was him? All right. I ha- we thought that was him, but we weren't sure until you just confirmed that that's the actual- Yeah. Hurricane. And and I think, <laughs> I, th- I think actually Josh and Zach on their way back to Texas, he, he said they, they spent about half their trip just repeating things that the hurricane yeah, said yeah. Mm-hmm. while they were here. Yeah. Right. And, and and I think you even have already posted memes possibly I, I about saw him. that. I saw right. that. Right. And, and so that's uh that's good stuff. Yeah. We're we're uh we're, we're glad people can experience that so they can know how to how to pray for our Absolutely. souls every day. Yeah. Well look man, the community <laughs> the community is going, the community is growing. Um we've actually got a new squire member joining the International Country Squire Radio Pipe Club, yeah. Adam Larkin. And Adam I, Larkin. I think I pronounced that correctly, which is funny because Larkin seems like you could take it in a couple different directions. Uh, Larkin, Larkine, Larkine, Larkini, Larkini. The E is loud. You're reaching, there. You're reaching, man. (laughs) You're you're reaching. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, man. Regardless, we we are very very thankful for Adam. Absolutely. (laughs) And then also, man. So uh, I think we we failed to mention this, but uh, but last month February uh, we had some Squire members hit their one year mark, so their names will be going up on the plaques, man. We've got uh, Travis Robinson and Tyler Patrick. Golly, Uh, Travis and Tyler, we have already ordered your plaques to go on the wall here at the Country Squire. I've got a lot of plaques to get up on the wall. Hadn't gotten to them all yet because I have to go buy some more adhesive to get them up there. <laughs> Man, we've got a lot of plaques from uh, loyal Country Squire radio listeners to get up on the uh, the wall of honor. And um, uh, Travis and Tyler, we are so thankful for y'all. We wouldn't be here without you. And right. uh, and man, your your names will forever be listed here as uh, honorary wall people. <laughs> wall people. Wall people. So, uh, <laughs> what do you want to be able to tell your man, grandkids you're a wall people? You want to yeah, like look. You were amongst the first year of uh, members of, of the Country Squire Radio That's International right. Pipe. That's right. So. Yeah. And for more information on that, by the way, if you want to learn more, go to patreon.com slash country squire radio or just country squire radio.com. Click on join the club. It's got all the information there. We'd love to have you join that community as well. 
All right, man. So we've got kind of a heavy topic tonight, but we've also got some heavy news going on in the that, pipe world right now that we really need to address. address. That's right. That's Our right. live numbers are higher than they've ever been. <laughs> I think that has to do with really? some of the news yeah. coming out right before we, uh, we we fired up the mics here. Yeah. It, interesting. Um, you know, over the past several weeks, of course, uh, back in January, we had begun discussing problems at the company uh, McClelland that we're all big fans of and love dearly, love not just their products, but also the people there. One thing about the pipe industry is we support good people. <laughs> if you're an unlikable person and you're in this industry, you're probably not going to make it very far because pipe people support good people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and when you say problems with that company, you're talking specifically about Le- outside of the their control. That's not, right. Not problems that's, with the management. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Leaf problems that's and right. industry mechanics and all that. And so that was kind of the, the first domino to fall was 5100 and our favorite Red Virginia that, of course, we and many other tobacconists across the country used to blend with. And so many pipe smokers uh, have learned to love over the decades and smoke straight as well. And so, you know, for a few weeks there, everything we have shared with the Country Squire Radio community and the pipe smoking community at large, everything we have said, we have made sure that it has come straight from McClelland. We've been very clear about that. We wanted you guys to know that everything we are sharing has come straight from McClelland. We haven't repeated any kind of hearsay or gossip or anything that we've heard from other And there uh, was a lot of that going around. There was a lot of it going around. And so we, you know, out of respect for the McNeils, the McClellan Company, and then also just prudence, I guess is the right word, just to make sure we were communicating the right stuff without jumping the gun. We just really wanted to make sure everything we were getting was from the McNeils and, and from the folks at McClellan. So, but anyway, anyway, today and it, many other uh, folks as well ha- have reported, and, and we are now reporting too, that McClellan uh, this week will be, uh, be shutting its doors. Man, it's a really sad... <sighs> season. This is a very sad time and and a very incredible marker for the American tobacco industry. McClelland, you know, I think it's no secret how big of fans Bo and I both are of McClelland, but Mike, he's probably the best blender America ever produced, Mm. you know, and that's, I mean, think about what I just said there, right? I mean, this is someone that, you know, has just uh, really been a force over the past 40 years, but has created some amazing products and also pushed the envelope in certain areas and have had incredibly discriminating tastes to the point where they refuse to use a lot of leaf and to make a lot of product because of just stubborn devotion to good quality. They're tired. The McNeils are tired. They feel like they can't find the leaf that they require to make the quality product that they intend to make. And so they're going to close house, man. They are, and uh, and and we wish Mike and Mary well. We really do. We um we're incredibly sad to hear of McClellan's shuttering its doors, and we wish that it would go on and and all that. But man, we we wish them well. We really do. That you know they have been friends of the Country Squire for you know as long as we've been around. Gosh, I guess the shop here has been open longer than McClellan's been open. But we you know we've carried their products wow. since day one, and love them. Have always supported them. Have constantly been using their things as ingredients in our house tobaccos because we just think they're some of the best in the world and certainly the best in, in America and really have enjoyed uh, working with them. It'll be really sad, you know, whenever, I've, as I've mentioned before, over the air, when they're the kind of company, when you call to place your order from McClelland, 
the president is the person that picks up the phone. You know, it's it's that kind of company. It's, and, like, it's that classic and, uh, American it's, story. Man, it, yeah. it, it is. They're filling this stuff out, you know, themselves. They're the ones that are putting the stuff in boxes, getting it to your door. If there's any ever, ever any issues, the family members that own this company, they're the ones that are fixing it for you. It's incredible. We've got uh, photos of people like our friend Russ. They've been stocking up constantly on McClellan products here for the past couple of days. And I, I, a couple good friends of mine in Austin, they've been going out raiding all the uh, all the tobacco shops for McClellan products. And I would, you know, if you're a, a fan of what they've done and some of their products, I would frankly encourage you to do the same. I wish I had a big old pile of it here at the shop for you to come by because, um, you know, we, we know a lot of folks out there want to keep some of that stuff for posterity. Anyway, McClellan Tobacco Company closing its doors here in, uh, in uh, late February, early March of 2018. Man, we wish the McNeils well. We really do. So Yeah, and you know, I would just encourage you to just to be respectful as they're going through this transition. I know, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I, I, I take in a lot of the the emails that come directly to the yeah. to the show. Yeah. We've had a lot of folks really kind of hounding us, trying to get more information out of this, trying to squeeze more like, you know, even some people saying, like, you know, are you lying to us? Or are you <laughs> like, do you know something but you're not gonna you're not supposed to tell us? Right. And it's like right. You know, first of all, what, like, how do you expect me to answer that question? <laughs> you know, like, yes, I'm a dirty liar. Exactly. <laughs> like, the reality is, is that the the process of making this decision that they've made, I mean, there's, it's an emotional one. It's business for sure. But when when they've been in business for as long as they have been as impactful, it's the equivalent to losing a loved one on an emotional level. No, it, it's right. And I, I mean, it's I, not the same thing. I'm not trying to say it is, but it, it, it's that intense at times. You're you're right. And I and I think you know, I'm speculating here, but I know, I don't know Mike and Mary extremely well, but I, I think I know them well enough to know that this is such a part of their life and identity to where they're probably having to grieve this, right? I mean, exactly. they're probably working through the process of, it's probably incredibly disappointing for them to feel like we can't find the stuff that we require anymore to do this. And even if we did, the government's against us on X, Y, and Z areas. They make it so hard for us to do what we do. We're tired. We've put in a good run. We, um, you know, it, it's probably hard for them to, to say, you know, once and for all, you know what, we're going to take it to the house. And, you know, so we, we've been really just kind of respecting their space really kind of letting them work through it. I, I think right. as as we've had conversations with them, we could tell that they were frustrated, but, you know, their party line has been, you know, we're going to try to make this go and we're going to try to make it work and we're exploring options and things like that. But, you know, it, in the end, we've we've just kind of listened to them and they finally kind of come around and said, you know what, we're um, we're going to take it to the house. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So they, I, their legacy yeah. should be should be celebrated. I mean, it is Absolutely, a, it's a sad man. moment, Golly. but at the same time, it, it's also kind of a moment to look back and reflect who truly knows what it means for the industry uh, in the long run. Change is inevitable and change has happened. I always try to look at everything from a positive perspective, Ex exactly. right? And so, you know, it, look, the truth is, you know, the the pipe industry and all the premium tobacco industry right now, we're, you know, this is a time of transition. We are to some sense without sounding like I'm putting on my tinfoil hat, we are to some degree under siege. I mean, there's some some issues going on that the t premium tobacco industry is having to work through right now, but What's what's so beautiful is that people like Mike McNeil, blenders like that, have inspired the next generation of you know little kids like me to come through this thing, to get excited, to realize the beauty of premium tobacco and blending in artisan, old style ways that are frankly lost to time in some parts of the mm -hmm. country, mm -hmm. and, and and for us to pick up that torch and go forward, you know, frankly, I would not be nearly. I may be in this industry, but I wouldn't be nearly as passionate about it or as blessed by it if it weren't for someone like Mike McNeil 
and Mary McNeil uh, and, and the work that they've done. And so, you know, we want to honor that, but please know that the hope is that, you know, by God's grace, we'll continue to carry this thing on. Frankly, you know, we always talk about uh, McClellan being the king of the American Virginia, right? Just those Virginia tobaccos that have all that natural sweetness and uh, you know, that, that secret touch they use to process those, that just that, you know, signature ketchupy smell when you open one of those McClellan tins. And, and, and you know, the, the Virginias are, are so beautiful, but there's also that legacy of those soft uh, English blends that they've just made such a staple in their catalog for the past, you know, 30 years. All the, you know, we've talked constantly about the Frogmorton tobaccos. I have said so many times how Frogmorton has been the gateway drug to the non-aromatic <laughs> tobacco. You know, it's, uh, right. you know, if you're a, if you're a um, aromatic pipe smoker and you're wondering like what is a non-aromatic tobacco like would I try that is that something like maybe I could get into you know that tin of Frogmorton that's always the first stop uh, you know I always say that's that's the gateway drug to the non-aromatic side of the uh, equation and, uh, and and it just has been for so many people and um, we, we owe a great debt to, uh, to what McClelland has done they are just uh, truly good people and have made a great product. And I've admired Mary from afar uh, and her marketing skills, uh, her, her artistic touch to yeah. the way that all of their products have been presented. Gosh, absolutely. And, uh, it's been, you know, I've said this so many times on the show, I can't I, I can't even count, but I've wanted to have her on the show just to, to talk about her approach to really getting creative in the way that a lot of these tobacco tins, yeah. you know. Um, that's right. Were, you know, I guess that's the thing. New pipe smokers, their first their first sight of tobacco, it can be intimidating when you just see the blends in the jars. But when you see that that little frog right there, and you, you just know, want to way, take him home with you, you do. You really and do. So it's she, amazing. She's got such a skill for that. So you know, as they go through this transition, we want to be uh, we want to be supportive for them. Also, give them all the all the space, love, and, and support that they need. Mary, if you're listening, I just hope you know that uh, the, we've got a, an open seat ready for you uh, if you'd like to come on the show at any time. That's right. By by all means, be it in a week, five months, or a year or beyond, we'd we'd love to have you. Yeah. So I just want to I just want to leave that open there too. That Absolutely. So a tribute to McClelland. I'm I'm smoking some Frog Morton across the pond tonight, which uh, of course has that uh, precious Syrian Latakia in it. It went out of production about a year ago, and uh, I mean we're just uh, just thankful for it. Well, so you know it's interesting because uh, tonight uh, we've got an episode that was uh, that that was kind of uh, teed up to also kind of fit a little bit with with the tone that we're hitting right now, and that's kind of looking back in retrospective to someone who has been a, a huge influence on the pipe industry. That's right. Uh, that we we recently lost, and of course we're talking about La- Lars Iverson. That's right. So John David Lars. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we'll take you know a little bit to talk about Lars Iverson. Of course, uh, you know is our topic tonight. Recently, you know. We had mentioned, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks ago on the show that he had passed away. He's only 73 years old. You know, you hear that nowadays and you think, man, that's so young. You know, people living so long and, and all that. I, I, you know, just think to myself, like, man, 73 sounds sounds young to me. But Lars Iverson, uh, he died in early, fe- early February, had a battle with cancer. It was significant for the pipe smoking industry because he was generally considered to be one of the top two or three, and certainly by a lot of people as the top, living artisan pipe carver in the world. And so you think about, okay, this is, I mean, he's literally pipe smoking royalty. Okay. Like if you could have a conversation about pipes, right? (laughs) A a year, if you could have that conversation a year ago and he wasn't in the top two of the people that you wanted to talk to, Uh then you didn't know what you were talking about. Like he, like Lars Iverson, he was considered by so many as the greatest living pipe carver in the world. And, uh, and we, we recently lost him. You know, you, you mentioned just royalty and, and, uh, you know, I just, I think of, you know, 
uh, all right, so in, in the pipe smoking world, if we were Westeros, we'd have House Iverson, House Stokeby. I <laughs> know, <laughs> like, like, right? House McNeil. Like, right, these, right. These, all of these houses in the great game of Tobacco Thrones. <laughs> anyway, I just, uh, That's yeah, right. you're exactly right. A legend. That's right. Real, a real legend. Uh, Lars Iverson, born in 1945. The Iverson name, of course, is synonymous with with perfection in pipes during the 20th century. And and I mean that. I, I truly mean that. Of course, in, in the United States, we're familiar with these big carving houses, the Dunhills and Sheraton and, you know, uh, maybe a slightly lower price point. Things like uh, Peterson and Savinelli are fantastic carving houses that have been making pipes for centuries. But one of the most premier carving houses, of course, uh, that spawned out of Denmark during World War II was the, was the Iverson family and, and their shop there in, in Denmark. And so Sixton Iverson, of course, uh, you know, probably considered to be the best artisan pipe carver in, in world history. I mean, so far, you know, as long as pipe smoking or pipe carving has been a thing, he's he's the best there ever was. And, and, and Lars was his son. And Lars Iverson came along at a time where his dad was kind of starting to get into his prime and learned that even as a little boy, right? And so, you know, you're a little boy, you're growing up in the best pipe carvers, you know, shop in the world, and you're picking up odd jobs. Jobs, right, just to fill your pockets with some, you know, money to go buy candy or whatever. And for pocket change as a boy, Lars started doing things like cleaning pipes and doing, you know, minor repairs. And 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 eventually, even you know, after, you know, around ten years old, getting into stem work and you know, replacing stems I'm and sorry, stuff he, like that. He was, he was how old? Uh, around ten, you know. And and so this guy, <laughs> you know, you know, as a, as awesome. a, as a very young boy, I mean, he's sitting here. Getting into the pipe carving, uh, you know, culture, uh, he's just bathed in it, right? Talk about I mean, a prodigy. from from uh, from you know the time he's very young, and so um, yeah, just picking that up, learning from his father. Uh, you know, he sold his first pipe at age sixteen, which was just incredibly, uh, you know, an, an amazing feat. Uh, if you could find that pipe that he sold at age sixteen, uh, gosh, you'd, uh, you'd you'd be sitting on a, a small fortune. That's right not the now. gilded one that you got up on the wall over it, there. It, it's not. It's not the the gold <laughs> pipe over there. That was actually one of Mister Reeves's pipe right, who uh, who right. found it this shop but yeah if it was uh <laughs> it might be at the auction house uh, next week i don't know but uh anyway you know iverson lars iverson after he graduated school he went back to work for his dad uh sixton iverson and what was so cool is at this time sixton iverson he, he had come around to be you know generally considered to be the the best i mean this is kind of when he hit his stride right was in his his golden days and he at this time uh was mentoring uh, his son lars and also uh jess chenoweth and Bo nord and lars jess and Bo, these these are the three people of the 20th century that folks think okay if there was anyone ever close to sixton iverson in their technique and artisanship and and all that it would be it would be these three people and the, I'm, these, I'm assuming no relation uh no relation yeah, yeah they just all happen to work for Sixton Iverson. Of course, uh, you know, Lars was, that was his dad. But yeah. so anyway, these three kind of came, they were mentored at the same time. And it was so cool because in their young career, these, uh, you know, these guys, uh, Lars Iverson and also Jess, they, they were um, the only ones in the history of that workshop that were also allowed to stamp their pipes as an Iverson product. And so hmm. uh, finally, you know, he got the approval from Pops, I guess, to be able to put that mark of, of the family name on there, which is pretty awesome. That's huge, man. Yeah. So, um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, okay, so why we were saying, oh, he's so great, all these superlatives. Why is that the case? Well, Lars Iverson, his, his dad, Sixton, of course, was kind of the ultimate artisan carver, right? He's just making all these beautiful pieces. He's kind of 
pioneering new uh, techniques as far as, you know, drilling and shaping and, you know, things of that nature, materials used for stems and accents and all these kind of things. And and so where his dad left off, that's where that's where Lars Iverson kind of picked up the mantle and really started to solidify some of those, you know, conventions about, you know, well, what do you do with these different types of materials? At what point, you know, are you supposed to do this kind of drilling or that or use this kind of connection or that or, you know, what's the philosophy of shaping, particularly on on stems and shanks, like how does it feel in your hand and why is it important to make it like this and not like that? You know, this whole philosophy, these conventions that now our American pipe carvers just kind of take for granted. And he was the genesis of so, so much of that, which is really interesting. We've done a whole episode of, you know, of course, on the blowfish, the, blow, the you know, incredible pipe, uh, the, the blowfish, such a uh, unique, which is just such a unique yeah. shape. And of course, the genesis of that was in the workshop of of, of Lars Iverson. And so, you know, the whole concept of following the grain of the briar itself and letting the pipe tell you where to go, you know, it's just or letting the wood tell you where to go to make this pipe. It's just really, really remarkable. So him or his team? Like for the blowfish in particular. That's him. Yeah, that was, that was him. That's Dude, right. That's talk right. Talk about a legacy. Like, yeah. just, just that right there. Yeah. <laughs> like A real, a real yeah, legacy. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, in his heyday, he only made about 70 pipes a year, which, you know, you think, like, if you do the math, it's like, okay, you're doing one every few days, you know, but like, that's amazing. Wait, 70, right? 70 pipe styles per Se- year. 70 pipes 70 a year. Pipes so 70 pipes a year. Really? So, and, but that's the thing, you know, if you're making that many pipes and, you know, the cheapest one in modern day terms you're selling is what that small you know the crummiest one of his pipes is going to sell for two thousand dollars yeah know? i mean you know it's just that's the quality that he's sitting here putting out right in, in his heyday and so what's cool of course is all the people that have subsequently mentored under Lars iverson of course the most famous person uh, is his daughter nana iverson who is an incredible pipe carver in her own right nana is in her 30s and of course her work is now extremely coveted as part of that kind of royal line of pipe carvers there. did we meet her in chicago we did not Okay. No, I wish we wish yeah. we could have. Yeah, that would have been incredible, yeah. but we we sure didn't. Um, but um, you know, he's he's quoted as saying a good pipe is ninety percent physics, five percent materials, and five percent magic. And I think there's <laughs> something to that. You That's know, if beautiful. you if you kind of take uh take all that into account, but. It, it really cool statistic over his entire career think about all the uh, all the pipes that this guy's made over his career he in, on less than a hundred of his pipes he has stamped a little fish and for every pipe that he thought was completely flawless and as in perfect in every single way he would stamp a fish on that pipe okay it, so think all the pipes he made in his entire career okay his entire life he only on less than a hundred of those pipes has he stamped a fish so it's interesting, like it, unless all the thousands of pipes this person made in his lifetime, right. uh, less than a hundred met the standard of perfection. <laughs> and yet you and I, we would look at these pipes and any of them would meet the standard of perfection. Right, you know? right, right. But uh, to the just, master's just, To the master himself, you yeah. know, he's thinking like, and, and I, I would love to, I just, you know, read these stories of conversations with, with Lars Iverson and I, I hear, you know, him looking over these pipes and I would love to say, why, why does this one get the fish and this one doesn't? This one's just as beautiful. What's the difference? And he would be able to tell you, you know, whether it's some kind of proportion or dimension or grain or, you know, the structure, the, you know, wood or I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's no telling, but yeah. um, just really, really remarkable. So a lot of the Iverson pipes are uh, not generally available in America. And the reason is because a lot of these uh, real premium European carvers, they can just, and this has been true actually for the past 20 or 30 years, they can get such a higher price for their pipe on the Asian market. Mm-hmm. And so it particularly happened, it's kind of interesting, once the kind of Japanese 
economic boom happened. You know, we're talking back in the late 70s and 80s when, you know, Japan's kind of post-World War II economy started coming online and they're just cranking out all this stuff. And, you know, there's real wealth building in that part of the world. You know, they just start gobbling up these pipes. And so these amazing pipe carvers from Europe, they could get maybe two and three times, you know, for their, their work in Asia, what they could get on the American market. And so a lot of times it's hard to find some of these really uh, really, really high-end pipes here in the in the United States. But there have been some collectors of Iverson pipes in the U.S., and, and you will see them occasionally, uh, but just not as uh, not as common as they were. So anyway, uh, the, the truth of the matter is, though, for everyone that has um, gotten into pipe carving, certainly in the United States over the past, you know, 20 years, their main influence, whether they know it or not, has probably been <laughs> Lars Iverson. Man. And, uh, and that's just the effect that he's had on the whole standard of the industry, which is, uh, which is really beautiful. So have you ever, yeah. have you ever come across a fish pipe? Like, have you ever seen one of the fish pipes? No, no, okay. never I, have. Do you know what the fish yeah. even looks like? Like, I, I don't actually. Man. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to see one. Can, yeah. can I carve one into one? <laughs> <laughs> your, your your fish i think would uh it would be lacking <laughs> probably get away with a little christian fish but that that's about it right you know well I mean? yeah well so that's what i'm wondering like if it's like that kind of like, i don't know I, or, or if it's stylistic or you know if they've got little fish eyes or if you've scales got one. or what if, yeah, like know, you're right? listening right now and you've got one send in some pictures i'd love to see some photos if, if any of our listeners do have a iverson pipe we uh, you know, may have some out there that are, are serious enough collectors to have one. Love to see that. But they're um they're oh. they're stunning they're stunning pieces. They I, really are. I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I was told a story about a guy that was like gifted an Iverson pipe with the like with the marking on it, with the really? fish on it. Yeah. And like he came in and uh, to this this shop in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and you know, he never really smoked a pipe, he inherited this thing. And he goes in, the shop owner takes a look at it, sees what it is, and he's like, This is this is like a three thousand dollar pipe right. Like, <laughs> he's like, is, like, I'll give you tree fitty. <laughs> well, so the guy wasn't he was just wanting to know what to smoke with it. And so, you know, they, he's yeah. recommending all this like premium pipe tobacco and everything else. Yeah. The dude walks out buying cheap cherry I, no, I was, tobacco. I was about to say cherry blend, man. <laughs> No, that's it. Smoking in this Iverson pipe. <laughs> what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what are you going to put in your Fabergé egg? Well, of course I'm going to put some Bluebell ice cream it's in just it. Just Bluebell ice cream. <laughs> not even Bluebell. Let me no, get the not, off brand. No, yeah, like me... Turkey Hill or something, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so true, man. So true. But so. that's what that's the thing. You know You know, with those gems out there, what a, what a great story. What, what great yeah. lore behind his legacy, too, to think that there's kind of these, these um, perfect works of art that exist and probably exist in somebody's grandfather's collection up in the attic. That they I know. Have no idea I what know. It's amazing. On. They're not even <laughs> sure what they have. You know, yeah. it's just uh, it, it's it's remarkable. So re- true, truly remarkable. Man, that's great. Man. So a, a life a life well lived and uh, certainly incredibly influential one through uh, you know through the artisan pipe community. Uh, large large Iverson. He was an innovator. You know, yeah. I mean, I, it kind of goes back to what we what we started off talking in the show, man. Like, you know, in in the midst of uh, be it in uh, in times of plenty or or times where things are, are pretty tight, innovation is key. And uh, and Lars definitely re- represents somebody who is yeah. an innovator in the industry. Yeah. Uh, and man, you know, we we are we are glad and, and proud to be brought to you uh, in part by some amazing innovators in the industry as well. Of course, That's right. I'm talking at the moment about our friends over at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's uh, right. You know, if you if you think innovation and corn cob pipe don't belong together. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Check out their website. You're they, you're not informed currently, right? <laughs> That's right. Man. That's right. <laughs> Missouri Marisha, man. They they do some amazing things with with taking the uh, very concept that you may have if you're a new pipe smoker if you've never picked up the pipe before and you think, oh, I know what a corn cob pipe is. Check out their website. Check out what they've been able to do and some of the shapes 
things that you would never imagine came from uh came from an actual cob of corn that's right uh that they've been able to do and do for such a great price um we, that's right we can't recommend them enough for for being uh, such diplomats to the pipe community that's right well. that's right speaking of diplomats of <laughs> course uh these uh these beautiful wedding pipes that were painted for my impending wedding are both diplomat pipes from missouri Mearsham. and the great thing is you can actually get a two pipe diplomat gift set they've got a a wonderful gift set uh it's available on their website for 25.99 two you know very highly claimed pipes from their collection and one is an apple it tends to come with a bent stem uh the other one is a is a billiard which has which we have featured tonight very large uh you know kind of tall bold both high quality uh long stems on on the diplomat pipes just real uh real handsome pipes very simple these are pipes that you know you really just uh you want to have in your collection and of course will uh will use all the time so workhorses of pipes uh, you know it's one of these things folks are constantly getting into pipe smoking here at the Country Squire and, and at other tobacco shops. And we're always putting folks on a high-quality corncob pipe uh, because we know they'll get a good experience. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and with the Diplomat, you will get that. And hey, if you've got a Diplomat, be sure to smoke it this week. Take yourself a picture of it. Tweet it out onto the Twitter. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Our friend Chris is like, this is the most depressing show ever. I, I want to die. <laughs> well, uh, you know, hey, hey, it's... Uh, hey, good news or bad news we're here man i told him i was like they can't all be valentine's day that's (laughs) that's right this is uh you know and and as we learned from daniel tiger's neighborhood it's okay to feel sad sometimes because little by little little uh you'll feel better again i don't know what you're referring to but but you're in a couple of years once once the little john david coles are running around you're right you'll 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 get there i'll understand okay (laughs) (laughs) what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. <laughs> Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week coming in to us. Uh, this is uh, from listener Joey. Uh, Joey wrote in, he said, as a new pipe smoker, is it better to stick with one tobacco and pipe uh, so that you can learn that pipe and get a good rhythm? Or is it better to try a lot of different tobaccos and pipes that you can find your favorite? Man, that is a great question. Really good question. Yeah. This is, seems to come up a lot, particularly this time of year. I think folks, winter and spring, you know, this is the time of year we get a lot of folks that are like, you know what, I'm going to try this whole pipe thing. I, I <laughs> You know, they're just coming out of Christmas time. It's like, ah, I see these pipes. I want to try a pipe thing, you know, and so we get these kind of newbie questions. Yeah, so I always recommend variety. You know, folks, uh, if they get into it, you know, let's say uh, luck of the draw, you get a, a a bad pipe on your first go around and it's just one of those pipes that smokes wet and it's hard to keep lit. Um, you know, th- th- there's two ways you can approach this, right? Well, you can keep practicing on that pipe until you get it uh, just right. And that might be part of the equation that's, that's recommended. But also, you know, it, it may be a pipe problem and not a user problem as well. And so there's a real beauty in trying other pipes. Uh, you know, I have some pipes that are just much easier to keep lit than others mm-hmm. and, and uh, smoke much cooler than others are better for certain kinds of tobacco than others. You won't figure that out until you just try a variety. So uh, I I always recommend folks check out some different things. I think, you know, find in the pipe world, of course, it's easy to overdo it. That's the issue, (laughs) right? So we've got, you know, there's all this minutia. There's all this, uh, these distractions. There's so many things to get lost in. And and, and, and once you finally think you got a grip on it, then, you know, something stupid happens like you run out of butane or you can't find your tamper or just something silly, you know. So it's just look at, find a few options and 
and and try a few options. Uh, you know, generally what I recommend folks do is they pick them out a good pipe, uh, something from uh, Missouri Meerschaum or or maybe one of our house pipes here at the shop that is made of high quality briar. And then you're gonna you know just try kind of a smattering of different tobaccos. That's really where you want to see if the whole process at all appeals to you, right? If you can kind of get the concept down of uh, packing it and tamping it and lighting it correctly and all these kind of things, keeping it lit, the rhythm and the cadence it takes mm. to, t- to smoke a pipe, the patience it takes. And so, you know, get, make just as long as you make sure you're starting out with a good quality pipe, the next thing to really make sure you've got some good selection on is is your tobacco. And uh, a lot of those uh, tobaccos, you know, we uh, have talked about before, good starting tobaccos. Those are, you know, great ones to to get. Things that we have here at the shop, things like Cherokee or Black and Tan. Other, you know, worldwide favorites, things like uh, BCA or 1Q. Uh, you know, these are tobaccos that are just easy to go. But check out some things, you know, if let's say, oh, I'm not a fan of cherry. I don't like cherry. Well, try cherry tobacco. Try a bowl of ones. See what you think. You might, uh, might be surprise and just try a variety see what sticks and I, th- I think you'll enjoy it more that way that's good man you know when you said things can kind of get out of control thinking like oh yeah because you know us in the uh the pipes and tobacco world we've got that uh collector's mindset what, what, do, you, what do you call it the uh the collector's addiction or the collector's itch <laughs> yeah it's like pokemon you want to catch them all you got to catch them all <laughs> and it can be dangerous if you don't have like a well all right well i'll get this set or i'll get this set then you just end up like well okay i want that pipe i want that i want them all i want them all so you know, <laughs> variety is good but uh you know it, it can it, 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 it can if, overwhelm if you, you gotta you gotta have you know set a budget keep to it unless you really want it and then you know you can you can take a loan that's right <laughs> <laughs> there's always banks for that lay away <laughs> Great question, Joey. And hey, if you've got a pipe quest a week, be sure to send it in to us, show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. Ow! All right, man. Oh, man. Okay, quick fire questions from a, uh, from a loyal club member. <laughs> Of course, uh, uh, quick fire questions brought to us by the good folks at the Ten Society. More on that That's great right. service in just a moment. Yes, uh, but yeah. So these are actually sent in from Andrew. What? <laughs> this, this is our dear dear friend. Actually, <laughs> it's a dear my dear friend, Father Andy, uh, who uh, of course is our local uh, Greek Orthodox priest, and he is big is into a, the Uzo. He's just kind of a larger than life person. He bought me lunch today, as a matter of oh, fact. Oh, did he really? really? He's bought me these man, spinach, uh, spinach pies and these cheese pies and some lentil soup. It was, uh, you know, it's Lent, so you got to watch what you eat and all that. He's always just, like, just he's a he's a giver. Yeah, man, man. He's, he's so he great. is a giver. Yeah. He's he's got a good heart. Well, he's, but, uh, he's anyway, us some, he gives us some uh, some questions. Today. That's right, man. Okay, so here you go. You ready for this? Yep. Key lime pie or red velvet cake? Gosh, man. Um, shoot, red velvet cake by hair. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. interesting. Key lime pie is such a unique, like, taste and flavor. You know what I mean? Like, I can take it in small doses and spread out, but I am always, always on board for some red velvet cake. Especially with, like, that that cream cheese icing and everything. Ugh. There's no beef. Or, (laughs) oh, man. Anyway. All right, next one up. Uh, Ranch or comeback dressing? Comeback dressing. I, you know, I don't know if that's a thing in other parts of the country. I was actually curious I, I about actually, that. I don't think it is. I think comeback dressing is a, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think comeback dressing is a Southern thing. Yeah. Okay. It might even be a Jackson thing. See, I'm not that, sure. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I, and, and I think because all the ro- local restaurants here in Jackson, they make a comeback oh, dressing. I, I think this actually 
kind of uh, Andy may know this well because he, of course, is Greek and is in the Greek community here in Jackson. But um, I think it may have been a product of the local Greek community. We had all these amazing Greek restaurants in Jackson. No. Well, you know, you think of you think of uh, places like the Mayflower, uh-huh. Primos, uh-huh. Uh, other places, you know, dinneries. I mean, all, all these old Greek families, Crescelles, the, the elite. Uh, these are all, you know, restaurants that over, you know, the past hundred years in Jackson, they're blue blood restaurants here, but they're all run by Greek families. You know, and they were constantly, you know, they all knew each other. They were all constantly trying to outdo each other. And I I don't don't know. For some reason, I want to say that comeback dressing was kind of a a product of that. I'm not sure. I I wish we had a historian that knew the the history of of the comeback dressing. I'm sure uh, there's like a sauce historian out there. I'm sure there is. Keeps up with all this kind of stuff. But I'm a comeback guy. So I I had uh, actually had some comeback uh, 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 dressing earlier today. Um, I took my uh, my oldest. uh, This was uh, a this was the five year anniversary of me becoming a father and i uh, took my my oldest out for uh, for lunch today <laughs> that's great yeah that's great dude i became like father of the year. so we so we took the uh took her to uh, uh saltines which is a oh, restaurant yeah. here in jackson yeah, yeah. fantastic restaurant and they got the entire staff out and like the entire restaurant in fact to sing happy birthday and how much did that cost i'm just kidding you're well, a celebrity deal, like, everyone would come out no for it's me. not even it, it wasn't me man it was all the kid because you know wearing that the big hat with the big number five on it and everything else and just like a, a smile that would melt the world. I mean, like it was a uh, it was it was a fun deal. But anyway, that's awesome. She actually she ordered the uh, the the chickens the comeback chicken sandwich. Oh yeah, you know, and only uh, only took like the, the smallest bite of it. She never eats anything, <laughs> so I ate it and it was delicious. Yep, because <laughs> that comeback yep. sauce, man, so good. Uh, all right, finally. New England Patriots or Philadelphia Eagles? I'm going to go with the Eagles, and I don't have a, I, I really don't have a dog in the hunt. The Eagles have more Mississippi State alumni as football players mm. on there than the New England uh, Patriots do. So I'm going I'm to go with the uh, the Eagles for that. Now, I, my question is, do the Eagles have very large talents? Uh, I mean, I would think so. They're Eagles. Okay. Yeah. Um, because if the idea is you got, and, and the New England Patriots, are this like, like classic old school, like revolutionary patriots. That's that's correct. Okay, yeah. so you got yeah. revolutionary patriots being attacked by eagles with large talons. Uh oh, oh the, but then the patriots got muskets. That's right. Okay, that's right. right. How yeah. accurate were the muskets during that era? Yeah, probably not very accurate. Not very but I'm accurate. sure you could go hunting with them. I mean, by the I mean, time I, the eagle did, attacks, obviously. right? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'll go with the Eagles, and I'll tell you why, man. I like that. Do you even know what sport we're talking about here? I'm assuming hockey. (laughs) I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm guessing hockey. You're so worthless when it comes to sports. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What what I what I do love about this matchup is it's the most patriotic matchup ever. Yeah, right. The the Eagles. And the the, and the and the Patriots. That's uh that's that's pretty pretty. Next, it'll be the baseball versus apple pie. That's right. And it'll be a football game. Is that time you called a baseball bat just a ball bat? I did not do that. That I, was I'm not pretty, me. Uh, you, you did that. I don't think I would have done yeah. that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great quick fire questions. Uh, again, thank you so much, Andrew. And of course, quick fire questions brought to us by the Tin Society. Uh, now, man, again, talking about innovators, uh, the Tin Society as a uh, as a new service has done yeah. something really great and been a wonderful, wonder. you know, you talk about kind of gateway. That's right. What, there's, no, there's no better gateway here because with the Tin Society, you get samples of premium tobacco re, uh, delivered to your door every single month uh, in, in just that right sample size, enough to really get a sense of, do I like it? Do I want to buy this tin? The Tin Society. 
society has their back and they can educate you along the way. That's right. That's right. It's such a great opportunity just to try a smattering of tobaccos without having to commit to an entire tin. So we all know and love these tins. We talk about how shiny and beautiful they are. We want to own them all, want to catch them all. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, a lot of times you don't want to commit to buying a tin, especially if you haven't tried it and aren't sure you, you would like it. And so the Tin Society, it's just a really novel concept. They give you the opportunity to sample three different tins a month. Uh, each, each sample size has enough for a few smokes in it. And it gives you the opportunity to just, you know, reach in there, try these tobaccos, see if you like them. And then, you know, you, you get to, you know, know if you want to commit to a whole tin or not. But also, it keeps your palate fresh. It keeps mm. uh, new tobaccos in front of you. It keeps uh, you constantly thinking, okay, well, uh, you know, what about this kind of tobacco? Well, I would I would normally never try that, but let me try it since I, you know, didn't spend a lot on it. And maybe, maybe if I blend it with this, you know, I'll have some ideas there. And these are all things that uh, you know, a subscription to the Tin Society lets you do. Absolutely. So head to tinsociety.com. Be sure to use the code SQUIRE when you do. Uh, SQUIRE, that's one word, obviously. <laughs> <You see? laughs> I don't know. In Mississippi, we could we could make it a couple words. Right, right, right. Well, SQUIRE <laughs> with a QU, we'll say that. But right. uh, be sure to use the uh, the code SQUIRE because that gets you 20% off on your first month's order, not to mention a free Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Again, that's tinsociety.com. Use the code SQUIRE to get 20% off on your first month's service. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. We've got some great listener feedback in. This first one from yeah. Corey. Yeah. Uh, man, Corey wrote us like an essay. Yeah. Uh, I even had to kind of carve some of it out uh, because some <laughs> of it were, were questions that will kind of come into play in later episodes. Yeah. But man, what did Corey have to say? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to make me read it, of course. Yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, <laughs> hey, Bo and JD, greetings from Afghanistan. I'm an Army chaplain and in the 82nd Airborne Division on my first deployment and almost done. Man, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so uh, much, Corey, for your service, brother. I found your podcast a week or two ago and have been binge listening ever since. We hear that a lot. Uh, I feel like I found my people, pipe smokers, Southerners, <laughs> conversationalists, and Christians to boot. Uh, the podcast feels like an hour with old friends, so thanks for a great content and warm atmosphere. By the way, I sent you a Facebook message with a picture of me smoking my custom Afghanistan pipe that I carved out here. Got the kit from Man Crates. So much fun. So Man Crates, uh, subscri- another subscription service. So Also, I have a suggestion for the podcast. I grew up in the South, mostly going to Southern Baptist churches. We hear that a lot, too. Uh, while, <laughs> while I, around these parts. Uh, while I find it somewhat ironic now, it seemed perfectly normal as a kid to have an annual revival scheduled at the church. Uh, remember those? I remember those revivals well. Maybe they should be brought back, uh, or no, maybe they brought in a special preacher, uh, usually from across town, or a unique music director. And then we just did a church for five nights in a row, notwithstanding the obvious irony of scheduling a revival. Okay, Holy Spirit, <laughs> would you mind showing up from July 6th to the 11th? <laughs> uh, if that works for your Yeah, schedule. we're, we're going to schedule, right. If we, if we can, God, if we can schedule in here, that'd be great. Uh, I actually look back rather fondly on these times. So, here's the idea. What if you did a pipe shop podcast revival in the summer? Plan five special shows to be aired every night. Maybe pair it with giveaways and deals at the shop. Maybe do a special incentive for club members, new and old. Maybe do a prize for most referrals uh, to the podcast. Maybe have an event or two at the shop to reward the pilgrims. Maybe even do a live audience event with questions and answers and a revival blend to sample. Man, now I want to plan my pilgrimage. (laughs) (laughs) I think there could be something here. I fully recognize that it would take a lot of work, but you guys are legends in the pipe world. Uh, so so just ride the, that mystique. Sorry about the long email. Kind of my style. I appreciate you guys and enjoy your 
work. Keep pressing. And that's from our friend Corey all the way in Afghanistan. Man. Man. Dude, I, I you know, I, I would love that. I, I think it would uh, it would kill us. It, it would. I, I think. Would I think us. it would be. I think I would be undone. <laughs> I, I think I would literally be undone. That'd be the end of the podcast. It wouldn't start off intending to be the end of the podcast. Yeah, but but, it, by, <laughs> but by the time it was over with, I would be. Um, I'd, I would either be undone or an alcoholic. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Whichever happens first. Right. Or both. Maybe simultaneously. <laughs> maybe, maybe at the same I don't know. Time. It's, you know, it, 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 it could be fun. Yeah. Uh, pipe revival. You know. I, I mean. Well, you know. I, I'll share this with you. We we kicked around about gosh, two, maybe three years ago, the idea of doing kind of a, a like a pipe show, a pipe conference or, or something of that nature um, as kind of a good excuse for everybody to come to town. We did, we did on a very much smaller scale, essentially that with our, with our 200th episode, which was great, which was fun to have kind of some, some folks in here, but not nearly as involved as kind of what, you, what you're describing here. I don't know. You know, I, I love live events. You know, we, we've been very honored and blessed to be able to attend like the, uh, you know, the Texas pipe show when we've done uh, shows of the Chicago Pipe Show, of course, the New Orleans Pipe Show. And it's a whole unique other kind of energy whenever we do those because people can actually, we've been, you know, we get to pull people up on mic. You know, I, I love the fact that this is a, a podcast that is very much kind of community driven. It's 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 fueled by that. And so every single chance we, we are able to pull people. We've had people like just sit in on, on recordings and they'll be like, well, hey, you know, Russ is here. Let's get Russ on mic. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I know, right? Let's, I know. Let's just pull him on because I, I, I love that. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm never saying never, but yeah, that that one might kill us. So, <laughs> just, just, yeah, but but maybe something on the on a maybe maybe half that. Yeah, might, a might little a little bit of a diluted scale. Yeah, yeah. somewhere somewhere. <laughs> in it's definitely worth considering. And thank you so much, Corey. And again, yep. thank you so much for your service. Yeah. All right, man. We also had an iTunes review that came in from uh, from Taylor. Uh, Taylor said, "Favorite podcast, JD and Bo. I absolutely love this show, guys." Still in the process of catching up on the backlog, but I'm loving every minute of it. If you uh, smoke a pipe or have ever considered it, this show is for you. Random starting note, I just had shrimp and grits for the first time per our request. It was delicious. I'm from New York, so this isn't a common dish. I really appreciate the pointers and plethora of knowledge this podcast offers, and I love that you guys don't leave your faith in Christ in the shadows. Keep pumping it out, guys. We're loving it. Ba da 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 da, and that's like he, he put that in there. Yeah, that's, no, he he put that he in. Put there. that in. Yeah, there. we just want to be clear on that. Yeah, Taylor, yeah. thank you so much, and uh, <laughs> and shrimp and grits, you are welcome, sir. However, if you had it in New York, I can't promise you that you actually had shrimp and grits. I mean, there's there's some great restaurants Was in New York. It, did, did you see a bag of cream of wheat close by? Because if so, the grits are suspect. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> when I was in New Orleans for, uh, for Mardi Gras, we had uh, a jazz brunch at Mr. B's the, day, the morning after. Bacon-wrapped shrimp and grits. So the... the, the shrimp was wrapped in bacon uh-huh. and then it was on the grits. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. with the red gravy. It Kicked it up a notch. That's the yeah. It, I hope it came with like a cot in the back it somewhere. It was amazing, <laughs> man. After a night of throwing beads and everything, it was great. That's <laughs> it was awesome, man. Just a couple from Twitter. Uh, we've got apparently uh, from our friend Chris Jackson uh, is the home of comeback sauce. All and right, so he shares a link from a uh, Southern Living. Uh, uh, our friend Hocker the Love Doctor. He says. Uh, being from Vegas, comeback dressing sounds like a lingerie store. <laughs> that's just inappropriate. That's that's pretty great, I think. Uh, uh, our our dear friend Russ, he says, uh, my deep love for McClelland is well known. And as sad as this news is, I'm so very thankful for what Mike and Mary have given to the pipe smoking mm-hmm. community over the last 40 years. There's no finer leaf on the planet. I wish them all the best. And I know we I know we all echo that. So. 
Absolutely, man. You know, so, I mean, we, we, we've seen the tweets coming in. Uh, we know it's it's been kind of a heavier episode, but uh, you know what? Sometimes you need a heavier episode, especially when moments like this exist and, and also when to lose, um, you know, the, the life of somebody who's who's been a, a, a huge impact in the industry and a, and a business and a company and a family that's been a huge impact in the industry. Of course, they're still alive and kicking and, and have uh, many, many wonderful years ahead of them. Uh, and, and so, uh, but just not, just not in this business. Not in the production side. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it's yeah. a, it, it's a heavier episode because it's heavier, heavier subject matter, but hopefully it's also been a good excuse to look back and, and honor the legacies of, of those that we've uh, discussed in this episode. And we hope that y'all consider doing that this week. Just uh, uh, reflecting on uh, on on the good that that has existed, and also, the good to come, and the good to come, the opportunities yeah. ahead for for sure. Yep. Uh, man, we we also want to encourage you guys to uh, keep up with us throughout the week. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at the Real Bo York is me. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show's Twitter is at Squire Radio. But all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where we broadcast the show live on Monday nights. That's at 8:30 p.m. Central Time. That's 6:30 Pacific at 9:30 Eastern. Again, that's CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, I, I should have mentioned that at the top of the show, but uh, first thing tomorrow morning, I'm actually heading out to Pensacola. I don't know if we've got any listeners what are you out do there. Down there, I've, I've got yeah, we've uh, got a few in that area. Yeah, yeah I sure do. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out on the Twitter. But no, I've got a I've got a podcast that I'm uh, I'm recording. We're doing kind of a, a a quick and dirty five episodes in one day. Uh, that sounds uh, like the revival that he yeah, was talking well, about. So that's, that's the thing. Yeah, 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 Except yeah. it's all in one day. It's all in oh, one that's, day. That's great. You man. knock them out fun. hour after hour. That's what I've been doing yeah. with a lot of my clients is, is okay. if I can kind of book them all in one day, then, yeah. then we've got the audio and we can process it, you know, in the weeks following. But That's good. yeah, man, it's cool. uh, it should be good. So hopefully I'll be able to perhaps connect with some some of y'all are, that are out there, but I'll, I'll put something out on Twitter. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, hey, we need some rest. You definitely need some rest. I do, man. I'm tired. Let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Oh, 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 oh